We all know a guy who only occasionally shaves for big occasions, and it's because that occasional shave really hurts. It's the time of year for big occasions, and yet there he is, suffering with that cheap drugstore razor. Let's help him out. Henson Shaving's line of razors, built with aerospace precision, deliver a smooth shave your dad, brother, and even son can enjoy, eventually. With replacement blades just 10 cents each, you'll buy it once, and they'll use it for life. How's that for the perfect gift? Celebrate with 100 free blades on your first purchase, and no subscription headaches. HensonShaving.com slash holiday new on curiosity stream i'm james burke i'm going to take you on a journey through time james burke's visionary series returns reimagined for our time now this is all uncharted territory the washington post hails burke as one of the most intriguing minds in the western world the new york times raves he careens from one great moment in history to another where do we want to go from here experience all new connections so what's the next connection with monthly annual and bundled plans find the one that works for you at curiositystream.com been like that brutal and then there's baseball which i won't even get into thank the chicago cubs for that the chicago cubs will not be on the show pga dfs will be what's up everybody ben raza here for stochastic talking all things pga dfs strategy show bmw championship we are down to 70 golfers cam smith has withdrawn we are down to 69 golfers who better than to talk about this not eric Lindquist, not jeff ulrich love them both dearly we had to bring in from the pen josh engelman the man himself prize pick shirt and whatnot. When is the last time we've done a show together? Uh, we did playback. Shout out to playback. Yeah, uh, some late December, early January breakfast menu stuff, probably. That was it's like been years. a half year. It's been a half year. Yeah, it's been a weird year so far. It not really a fun has year been pretty awful. Yeah. yeah, not great. But we're gonna turn the tide here, Chad. I see you guys. We got a lot going on here but the good thing about this we can really take our time and and drill down and i'm really glad that you're on the show because you you just said to me before the show you've been running your simulations you've been doing your models obviously all the tools that we have behind the paywall checking those out and i really want to hone in on how you approach it but let's talk a little mercifully about saint jude i i I had worry problems uh will z was very gettable that wasn't surprising if you had Sepp Straka, you should be happy that I'm not in charge because I would round you up uh, and question you because I, I'm really confused <laughs> at how you would come up with that. It was just a weird board. You had mentioned to me just, you know, the Scheffler, Rory, a lot of big names missing that cut. Yeah, uh, Scotty Scheffler and Rory were my two most exposed golfers last week. Uh, you'd be surprised to know that I didn't have a good golf week after tossing <laughs> up that information. It was just like I was dead basically from the beginning it felt like i had no chance whatsoever but yeah so rory scheffler both out on the number destroyed me i had enough fitzpatrick that that was nice but like billy ho killed me again he was my fifth most exposed golfer i just i never really had a shot did i have any straka yeah no didn't have any straka and i was under on will z anyway so like i basically everything that was good i didn't have it and everything that was bad, I had it extra. So really great, oh, yeah. really great event. That That is uh, well said. I actually, I was a little busy this weekend, so I, I didn't play a lot of DFS. My betting card was normal. I got some back. I, I, I wheeled Rom. I really liked him last week. Him climbing up, if he could have got into the top five, it, it would have been really good. He did grab a, a small piece of it. Uh, didn't really challenge for the outright, but I got some back there. Everything else was pretty standard. My biggest problem is I've really been, I don't want to say adamant, but Harold Barner's popped up a lot for me, and it's just not working right now. The putter is broken. <laughs> the game is just not in great shape. We'll see uh, what we have here, but I, I don't have a lot to say. I want to ask you one general question before we get into prize picks. We get into this tournament. Do you, naturally with the FedEx Cup, we're going to see the same guys over and over. Do you think there's like a momentum aspect to that? Like, that you can get on a run? Do you care that it's the FedEx Cup playoffs? Or are you just saying this is a standard, you know, every week there's a new tournament? Uh, I have a hard time thinking that there's any sort of momentum, uh, at least not for anybody of relevance. Like, could someone that snuck in in the ass end of it and then, like, sort of snuck in for this week 
be like just generally happier in life and playing a little bit better. Sure. I don't really think that any of that's quantifiable. Like, I don't think that anything matters when it comes to anybody at the top, the, the Rory's, the, the ROMs, the JT's, whatever, like they are, they're just approaching this. Like it's any other week. That would be my assumption at the very least, by the way, uh, Harold Varner was my favorite play in my response to your tweet last week. So that also did not go very well. I mean, that tweet is the kiss of death. That's why you should follow me though, just to see, what I'm putting out there at Josh Engelman as well. I, it's been it's been a little hit or miss there, but you know what? The be- beautiful thing about PGA, it only takes one. And in a high-variant sport, we get a little different format, and we're going to talk about that, but let's talk about prize picks. You've got the shirt. Did they give you that? They did. I've got all sorts of prize picks gear in this house. Well, people know what my shirt's from. I'll let chat answer that. Not from prize picks, but still effective nonetheless. If you haven't been Amazing a prize picks, shirt. You should want these. They're so comfortable. I do want one. Uh, I'm not saying, you know, I do like this shirt too, though. Um, Daily prop based contest. You haven't been over there. You're you're evaluating guys in a little different format, whether it's over, under, and you can do strokes, fairways hit, greens and regulation. Who's going to make more birdies on a given day? A lot of different opportunities to take advantage. And of course, if you're going to go over there, why not get your first deposit bonus matched up to $100 with promo code AWESOMO. Build the bankroll over there. Take a look. I've been playing a little more over there. I've been doing the videos and it is really interesting to see some of the matchups that you're able to get. It's just, and I know you would know better than anyone, even though process over results, you don't win every time, of course, but when you're getting a top end player against the guy in the mid range for say, who's going to make more birdies, that's gotta be a spot that we really want to attack more often than not. Right. Yeah, there's there's definitely some spots out there on prize picks that just get slept on. I think a lot of it just has to do with the fact that everything looks the same when you go to prize picks. You don't look at it and see like, oh, this is a plus 1,000 or something yep. where you, you try to find that value. So there are just natural places of big chunks of value that you kind of have to unearth on your own. Uh, learning whatever sport you're looking at will help you a lot. I would imagine... Some of the more off the beaten path sports that exist, like lacrosse is on there. Highlight shows up on there. Um, disc golf shows up on there. I would imagine if you have any sort of real knowledge about those sports, you could destroy them. Absolutely. There, there's no, I, as someone who bets a lot of college lacrosse, like the, it's just really hard to line it efficiently. And I'll, I'll give you some insight. Naturally, what the books do is they shade it with the line themselves. So they say, okay, minus 130 on both sides. Price picks doesn't have that. You're literally just picking one of the sides. So you've got guys like Rory and Rom, and you see their birdies or, or you know, how many birdies are they going to make versus Hovland and Cam Young. You can really attack, be on the lookout for those videos, and definitely take a look over at prizepicks.com or download the app in the app store. But where you're going to be making those picks, this is where I, I want to get your thoughts. We've never seen this course. So what do you do when we go to Wilmington Country Club and we just simply don't know a lot about the course? I mean, am I allowed to answer this the real way? Guess. <laughs> I mean, I go to Data Golf and see what they compare the course to Smart. if they can. <laughs> that's where we've got to vet you before these shows. But let me ask I mean, you look, it's, a, it's an incredible resource. There, there's no jokes about that at all. No, no, no jokes about that. But do you like a week where there's more unknown where you can maybe say, you know what, I'm going to infer this. And if I get it right, there will be an edge rather than saying, okay, now we all know that this course plays longer than anticipated. Now we know the greens are gigantic and, you know, greens and regulation is a useless stat here. Do you like that unknown or would you rather have more repetition and they played this for 15 straight years? It's probably an, it's probably a balance of both sides of it enough that it negates everything. Because I think at the same time, where you could be unearthing that sort of edge. You also get people that think they know a course when it's a course that shows up over and over and over again, and that they might just be really reacting to some sort of recency bias. So I think that it's probably a wash in the long run, but in the grand scheme of things, I always want the least amount of information that's publicly available as possible, because I just assume that I'm going to get it better than everybody else. I think that's fair. You sound like I, a total I, asshole, too. <laughs> yeah, well, you know, you you roll in the highest of circles. Um, yeah, I, I, as Chad is spot on, you know, Sam just said this, like, 
how does it affect lineup construction, the unknowns? I think it really does lend itself to, and we're going to talk about this, stacking with skill sets, things like that, where maybe there's something that emerges. When I look at this course, though, it seems, and me me and Aton yesterday on the Odd Chopper channel talked about this. You can go check out Putting for Dough. It looks like it's going to be pretty easy, and there's going to be birdies. Birdie or better percentage is something I'm looking at. The greens are very generous. There's not crazy water like St. Jude. I think this is going to be a pretty low-scoring event. Guys are going to be able to make a lot of birdies. That's a bummer to me because that's... Oh, yeah, I hate that, but... Especially in a no-cut where I would rather see it play difficult that way. Like, you're not as dead in a no-cut if if it just goes squirrely for you. So, especially from, like, a DFS scoring perspective, too, where people could really make up placement points by just going crazy, like having bigger swings. So is that what I want? No. Uh, but I, I looked at similar stuff to you and I, I'm on the same page that I think we, we could see some pretty big scores here. And that's the thing with a non cut, it's going to be a little like placement points, truly not going to make a huge difference. Of course, if you play really well, that's going to help. It'll take care of itself. But just for reference, I've talked about this a lot. If you come in for, you know, there's only 69 guys, 41st to 50th, you get one point for that. If you come in eighth, you get nine points. That's a couple extra birdies over 72 holes. And you're talking about the difference of like 40 spots on the board. You could see guys who have streaks and bonuses and make like a a quad or two outscore guys near the top 10. Yeah, there's unless you're getting into the upper, upper tier of finishing, it will in any sort of birdie fest. It will basically not matter where you land if you're basically outside the top 10. And that's that's what we're going to have to deal with. I don't think that this course is going to be able to handle it. We'll see about the weather, certainly like that. I'm targeting, you know, things I'm always targeting. Good approach game. It would help if you could punt, putt on bent grass. I don't think that's a huge deal. I think proximity is kind of important because they are large green complexes. Total driving, just a, a pretty standard thing. I don't think around the green will play a huge role. It's always good to be able to get up and down, but it doesn't seem torturous. Circling back to course for a second, because I just noticed this right now. Um, and I mentioned, you know, where I go to look at some course data. Obviously, we don't have any history at Wilmington Country Club. The number one comp in course similarity at Data Golf is Caves Valley, which is last year's BMW, which is really wild yeah, to think weird. about. Because at first, when I when I saw it, I was just like, Oh, it's like the sister course or something, and like they're next to each other. Nope, that's that's not the case. It's in Maryland, isn't it? Different state. Yeah, different yeah, state. Okay. So uh very interesting to see at the very least that the same like the most comped course for this year is last year's. And I don't know if that matters at all. I, I mean it play like it doesn't seem to play with any sort of craziness. Being longer off the tee is going to be helpful. That's generally Always. a standard. Approach seems to be a little bit more important here than it normally is. Maybe we could dig into that as we're going through some of the tiers. But otherwise, it seems to just play relatively normal. Although maybe like slightly easy. It's fair. Uh, I've seen one video that compared this to Firestone. I don't see that at all, I'll be honest. Firestone is incredibly long and incredibly difficult at times. I guess there's some parallels. Uh, It's kind of in the same esque region ohio's kind of over there but i'm it's not, not on re- the list of the top I, everything Firestone i see is just a brute i don't think this is going to be like that at all to be honest so 48th firestone yeah. is the 48th highest yeah. comp which um just for anybody that's curious that's not uh ranked very highly no and i i don't see that who won last year at a different course Cat patrick cantley won well, let's get into it. We've talked about the course. Yeah. There's not, again, you're going to have to pick some narratives and go with it. The highest price golfer of the week is withdrawn. So he's out, which is kind of cool because it's going to make pricing a little different. I'm not a big fan of it. I prefer a different, but it is something we don't really see. The most expensive golfers, Rory McIlroy at 10,500, Rom, JT, Will Z. So you got four guys north of 10. Every Price range is going to have less guys just due to having a, a smaller field. Yeah. What do you look at when you're deciding amongst the top end of the PGA Tour? I mean, I took the first look at our ownership 
and then just sort of started taking a look at those first four names. Mm -hmm. I think it's pretty clear who the best option is. And I also think it's pretty clear who the worst option is. And all of these guys have relatively similar ownership projections at this moment. So when I look at it, uh, it's just a talent play. And I think these guys are in order of how much you should have them. I think Rory is the best option here. I think Rom is a close second. JT just scares the hell out of me. Has not been playing all that well. Um, he would be third. And then I'm going to rain on the parade of Will Zalatoris after last week. I think he looks like very clearly the worst option in the 10Ks. It's hard for me to really push back on any of that. As you mentioned, when ownership comes in at a very similar number, you're you're choosing best available. You're just choosing who do you think is going to project. And obviously there's some things with leverage and range of outcomes. But with these guys, it's a little more stable. It's also an, a, a non-cut. So yeah. if you get off to a bad start and you would have been cut, you're going to have 36 more holes to salvage. And these are the type of guys that can go fire two 63s and get right back in it. No problem. Rory's, let me ask you this. Rory comes back. He hasn't played in a month. He was pretty adamant that he hasn't played at all. And he was so atypical. Is that almost comforting? Like he lost two and a half strokes off the tee. That's just, Rory hasn't done that in years. Uh, that's just not something you were ever going to see. Is it a complete throwaway? Or do you worry? Because Rom finally looked good. And I really liked Rom last week. I have them pretty close right now. I have them pretty close as well. I'm getting to a little bit more Rory, but I'm well over on Rory and Rom. Um, I don't have too much separating those two guys. I'm honestly a little surprised that I didn't get to a bit more Rom. Um I, I think he's probably a little like ultimately the ownership doesn't matter. The 22% we have no. on Rory right now, 19% on Rom. That's the same number. Honestly, it's basically the same number for everybody down to 8,900. Everybody's between 13. And if we just throw Rory out 13 to 20, there's no like landmine. Oh, this guy's 2% like speed style where he was overpriced by like $2,000 and just showing up in nothing. So I don't really see ownership as the distinction. I just see it as basically raw talent. I'm hoping that two rounds of Rory last week was just simply enough for him to like knock some of the rust off. Do you anticipate, uh, cause I'm with you. We, we see this pretty much. I, I have no problem with them, but I always like to ask Eric this and you know, you're the same, you run a bunch of lineups, you're doing a lot of things. How much, if you had to guess, do you anticipate having two golfers North of 10 in the same lineup? A lot. Okay. And is that because uh, I, I can actually give you that answer if you want it. Yeah, I want it. Give me that answer. Actually, it's not as much as I thought, just because I am getting to... <laughs> I'm going to take that beating on Scotty Scheffler again, so we'll get there when oh, we boy. get there. <laughs> yeah. So let's see. Um, obviously, it's basically every one of these lineups. Because with so a non-cut, while you find that, I just, you know, yeah, yeah, you, you can obviously incur a little more risk because you know that even if you pick, they got to play well, but you, you can just find guys at the bottom. You can open it up. And I think a lot of people generally in non-cuts go more stars and scrubs, go very aggressive at the top. But do you, I want to know like Rom Rory as a one-two combo, you still have 7,300 for four spots. You can easily do it. So of the 150 lineups that I have, that would be like, if I had to enter the contest in 45 seconds for what I have, 58 of my 150 have two guys in the 10Ks. That's way more than I even thought you were going to say. Wow, that's less than you thought? Um, That's a lot. A, a little bit. I just think it's really easy to get to them this week. And I think they're on a very different plane. We're going to get to the nines in a second. And if you just wanted Rory-Rom combos... Um, and again, the, I expect this to taper a little bit as more ownership data comes out and nope. it, it'll, it'll flatten a little bit from where I'm at right now. But in terms of Rory Rom combos, 26, uh, you might be, you might be like spot on. I know you don't think nah, I know you're, you're a little low 31. Okay. Okay. No, that's really interesting because I, I've always liked to do that. Again, I, I think you get the one-two combo. These fields are pretty deep. But the, opportun the opportunity cost is going to be felt in the next range what that we're about to get into. Because I want to ask you yeah. about this. If you go to those guys, 
it's virtually impossible in those lineups to get guys like Cantlay or Scheffler, Finau, Xander, Fitzy, Morikow. What a deep range. So where does that come for you? Are these guys that you're looking to short? Are these guys that you're going three of them in other lineups and going hybrid balanced? How, how do you anticipate balancing those two type of lineup builds? Yeah, so I'm basically not in this section outside a pretty aggressive stand on Scheffler, and I really need him to just be uh, be what he had been because he, his trend line is not good right now. It's a, a ba- about as bad as it can be at the top outside of being JT. Um, so as I look at this 9K range, based on our ownership right now, Half the field of Cantley, half on Finau, more than half of Xander, just under on Fitzy. No Morikawa, no Burns, no No Hobbin. Morikawa, really? Uh, I will say, though, I do have him in one and done, and I would really appreciate that victory. Um, Life hedge. Yeah, so, yeah, no Morikawa, no Burns, no Hovland. Uh, obviously, no Kim. I'm going to continue to ride that. I don't have him train. Uh, does not belong at 9K either. Uh Neutral on Sun JM. So, like, I am basically skipping the 9Ks for all intents and purposes outside of Scheffler. Okay, I mean, I so think that... Scheffler should probably be, like, in the grand scheme of things, like 10-2, right around ROM, 10-3, as same price as ROM. I might be mm-hmm. crazy there. No, I get it. it. It's a tough valuation. I don't really have super strong takes. I'm with you. You know, the fades for me don't like Will Z. I don't anticipate getting to a lot of Scheffler fee now. If I go, where we're going to start to deviate is in the mid to lower nines. Fitzy and Morikawa especially, I really like the spot for him. He was great last week. He gained in all four categories. If this becomes an iron competition, and you mentioned approach could be even more important. There's nobody uh, that I would want more in that. And and Morikawa to me has a little more body of work. You could say the same thing. Like, well, if you're going to say that, why aren't you on Will Z? And I think that's a fair point. I think for me, the difference is one, he's more expensive. And two, his bent grass splits are extra disturbing. He Maybe he found something truly with the putter. I want to see that. Give me more Akawa. And then as an extension of this, because I, I, of course, the real answer with PJ Golf is all these guys are so good. Who, who really knows? But I think the lineup construction is more important. I asked you about double north of 10. How low are you willing to start a team with? Like, do you start any teams with like Cam Young, Sunjay Im range, or is it going to be like Xander at the top? Uh, I don't really go that low. So let's see. Let's filter that back down again. I'm rarely a lot lower. So let's. We got to take out Rom. We got to take out JT. We got to take out Rory. We got to take out Will. So the only two guys that I have outside of the 10Ks that are starting a lineup are Scheffler and Cantley, and that's oh wow okay nine times so you're you're really basing that you know there's a concentrated uh like top tier that belongs yeah. in a separate category and there's not just a a slow burn you have you have those guys firmly ahead of the nines obviously yeah I think there's a separation point that isn't made up for in the salary drop I think they're they're bigger, they're further away from this mid nines range in the this mid 10, like the 10K guys, at least Ram and Rory for me, are further away than their price implies. Okay. I, I don't I don't really disagree with that. Again, I'm opening up a little more. I don't mind starting like Fitzy Morikawa uh and going like crazy iron specialist team. We'll talk sure. about some of the guys in the eights. I get it though. And so, yeah, that's how you'll be able to do it. If you really short this range and let me, let me ask you specifically, you've talked about a lot of these guys, but Tony Finau, who's just been on a a ridiculous tear. Not only is he playing outrageous, he has gained strokes everywhere in (laughs) all categories over this run. He's just doing it with the putter. The irons are good. The off the tee game is always good around the green is comically good right now. He's clearly overvalued. He's running really hot, but there's also something about just like being in the zone. Hard to quantify though. Right. I mean, he is what the second, arguably the hottest golfer, second hottest golfer going right now. Him or Kim, basically there's not too many other ways to 
to cut that one. I just, I don't think anything's different, really. I mean, I'm sure winning back-to-back events um, certainly is a boost for someone that was struggling to do stuff like that in the past. But he, look, he just shouldn't be 9,700. I I don't weigh recency uh, as much as like this price tag is is weighting it. Is he good? Yeah, of course. Would I be surprised if Tony Finau came out and won? Absolutely not. Mm-hmm. Um, but the, like we're trying to build lineups. We only have a certain amount of salary to do so. And I think every lineup that I put Tony Finau in, if he is going to be 18% owned, like we have him right now, I think every lineup that I have with Tony Finau is starting with like 400 less dollars than it should. Yeah, it's hard to push back on that. I mean, I, I haven't seen the books, but if you told me, you know, head to heads, Finau versus Scheffler, Finau versus Xander, I, I'm assuming he's a dog in those type of matchups. And it's hard for me to push back on that. So I get it. I got to ask you as we go to the bottom and we'll get to the eights in just a second. You've said that you're not going to do it. And I've been basically with you outside of a couple of weeks with Tom Kim. He may, I mean, he's showing that clearly he's a real player. There's no doubt about it. How good he is. I I still think is to be determined. He's answering every call. What do you do with this guy? Because you're an extremely data driven person and we just don't have the data. Is it you tend to be late on guys like this, or is there something specific with him that you don't like? I mean, I'm obviously going to be late on him. There's yes, that's just going to happen. There's no, to me, there's no way around that. That's just not how I'm going to play anything. I, I need more data. His win was an aberration. <laughs> As best I could tell. Yeah, 12 um, strokes putting. He was more right, impressive like, last week, honestly. I I think that's a true statement to make. I mean, the, the people yeah. that were just filleting him about how amazing he played in that win, I was just like, we know that that's not true. Like, it's a great story, fun to watch. We could talk about it like that. But if you're going to gain 12 strokes putting, we can't talk about how you played exceptionally well. Yeah, you should win. Yes, Yes, like especially when you're that good. Like he's he good didn't enough. Play exceptionally well. He putted exceptionally well. Two different things to me. So yeah. uh, anyway, I don't have him here. I didn't have him last week. I didn't yeah. have him at the Wyndham. Um, I'm going to just stick to my guns there. But like off the tee last week, he was great in the approach. He was great. Putter left him. That's why he finished 13th. But like, can you imagine if he was as good off the tee or in the approach last week as he was in the Wyndham? He would have won by like a hundred. Yeah, I mean, if again, if you're if you're gaining that type of strokes on the green, it's going to be hard to lose in some regards. But outside of that, if you throw that week away, it's been fantastic. T to green has been absolutely spot on from 3M to Rocket Mortgage at tougher courses with tougher fields at St. Jude. This guy is answering the call. It's just a tricky situation. I'm not as staunchly against it, but I. I do know realistically I'm just not going to be able to get over because this is such a deep field. Let's talk about some of these guys in the upper eights. Cam Young is here. Spieth, Lowry, Neiman, Homa, Decky, Corey Connors. Killed me last week. Hatton Wise, a lot of names. You're going to be able to get this guy as your third man in on your double up north of 10 or maybe even your fourth man in on a balanced. Who are you gravitating towards in the eights? All right. Well, I'll let you handle Aaron Wise later because I'm sure Please. that you're going to do that. So I can just skip that one. Uh, you mentioned Connors. Uh, he's another guy that I have a, a solid chunk of in this range. Cam Young, another guy that I'm getting to. When I get into this mid, uh, like this 8K range, for the most part, unless someone is just not priced where they should be, uh, someone like Adam Scott, in my opinion, for this week at 8K should just be lower. We all know a guy who only occasionally shaves for big occasions, and it's because that occasional shave really hurts. It's the time of year for big occasions, and yet there he is, suffering with that cheap drugstore razor. Let's help him out. Henson Shaving's line of razors, built with aerospace precision, deliver a smooth shave your dad, brother, and even son can enjoy, eventually. With replacement blades just 10 cents each, you'll buy it once, and they'll use it for life. How's that for the perfect gift? Celebrate with 100 free blades on your first purchase, and no subscription headaches. HensonShaving.com slash holiday new on curiosity stream 
How do you connect a 16th century potato to limitless energy production? Could Napoleon's toothpick have a direct link to a machine that predicts the future? And how can a 1700s conch shell chart a course to humans connecting their brains to the internet? James Burke's visionary series, Connections, returns for a new generation. Experience all new Connections. With monthly, annual, and bundled plans, find the one that works for you at curiositystream.com. I tend to just sort of get the opposite of what's going on here. So like, I don't have Homa, I don't have Decky in this range. It's wise. And these are guys that I just kind of always have. Uh, so it's always, it's refreshing to know that you are going to make the case for most of what I'm about to say. My biggest, my big three coming out of this range are wise Connors and Cam Young working my way up from the bottom. I don't have too much interesting stuff to say for Cam Young weird last couple tournaments um going from back-to-back miscuts to back-to-back seconds is just a really interesting way to go about it connor's i don't feel like i ever get right no matter what i have of him he's either going to be he's going to be bad when i have him and good when i don't Mm -hmm. that's just how it works and i ride that wise train with you pretty regularly he's good i hope he gets a top 20 (laughs) he'll be fine cam young I I really like Cam Young, someone I've knocked on wood, had a really good pulse with. Like, I didn't really like him uh, at the Scottish, and then I thought the Open was a much better setup because it played like a joke, and and he seems to be able to tear some of those courses apart. Rocket Mortgage, he was just dominant. His off-the-tee game is dominant. Uh, yeah. It's on that level. And last week is a complete throwaway. He lost five and a half strokes putting, and you just can't do anything when you do that. He gained massively off the tee and his irons were actually really good so i have no problem with that this is a course that when we don't know maybe you can use driver to a massive advantage i I think that's possible i want to bring in neiman though because i I, i'm just gonna say that yeah he was really good as well and i think he does mirror some of those skills do you see yourself possibly getting over on a guy like that i'm basically neutral right now but he sort of fits that same mold as Cam Young as Wise and Connors. Yeah. Obviously, Cam Young on a slightly different tier, but like Neiman's really good off the tee. And that's sort of those are the guys that I'm getting in this 8K range, the guys that sort of excel more off the tee. But Neiman is the guy that I'm just a little bit lighter on in this range in comparison to those other three guys. But I literally just highlighted Young Connors Wise. And then I was looking at it and I was like, huh, I wonder why I don't have more Neiman. And I highlighted it and you immediately just brought him up. So he fits that same profile of everything that I'm getting in the 8K range. Wouldn't be bummed at all to get a little bit more. Yeah, I, I like Neiman uh, as a play. Like, I think that ne- first of all, you know how old Neiman is? No. He's been on tour f- seemingly for like, it seems like five years, which isn't even that inaccurate. I think he has been on tour for five years. He's still only 23. Like, the guy. Really? That was what, that was not my guess. <laughs> yeah. And he played a, a, like a full season in 2018. People don't realize how young Neiman is and how talented he is. He's way ahead of schedule. Like this guy can really play. He's getting marketedly better as we go. It doesn't mean it's going to culminate in a FedEx Cup win right here, but I really like his game for this course. I'm certainly going to second Aaron Wise, who you don't know what you're going to get with the putter, but you do know you're kind of going to get Tita Green lately. He's been very, very good. I think this is a pretty good course for him for what I can see. He doesn't really have a surface, but it's... Ben Graf seems fine. <laughs> so the one you guy I want... 60 to one to win if you want to. Yeah. 60 to one is out there. Uh, Ethan was on that yesterday. I bet him he was in my PGA video this morning, actually uh, for a top 10 at, at plus two sixty. So I'm, I'm okay with that. Ty Hatton is in this range. My biggest like complaint with him, it was all putting. And now he goes to his worst surface. I think that's kind of a red flag there. I would much rather go to Connor's as an iron specialist, but the one other name before we moved down and we didn't see him in theory, Decky could do a lot of damage here, but I think there's just so many unknowns around him and the ownership isn't cratered where it's like, Oh, Decky's 2% and everyone else is 11%. We have him in line with Homa and Neiman and those type of guys in terms of popularity. He does feel incredibly out of place here, but I mean, if you just start looking back at his recent results, it is Awful, 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 really good, awful. And I don't know the best way to reconcile that. I never trust him. I, I'm 
happy that it's not like it was, uh, let's call it like a year ago at this point, where I unquestionably would have had like 50% Decky in this spot. Mm-hmm. Now, I, I think he's sort of where he should be. He just feel when you see his name at this price point with the other golfers around him, you feel like he should stand out. But I don't think that he does. I I think that's pretty fair. Uh, if you told me you want, and you know, if you're building 150 and you want a pretty decent exposure to Decky, I, I wouldn't push back. Uh, we just simply don't know. And when you don't know, there's always opportunity. But I I don't think in a non-cut it, it really helps him as well. He really hasn't done anything. Uh, he's got the neck issue, obviously. There's a if lot. If we're a non-withdrawal event, I would feel a lot better. Yeah, that would be. He's got the live cloud, maybe. Doesn't seem like that he's going, but maybe. Um, and yes, a WD in this field is straight death. You can log off. Um, and yeah, I was waiting for dead. Tokyo Swan. If, if sir, if you were not in the show about 10 minutes ago, you might want to back up and hear the slander that Josh had on your boy because credit to Tokyo Swan was legitimately the first person who mentioned Tom Kim out there uh, like seemingly years ago. Anyway. As I showed were, up at your show uh, last Tuesday to talk shit about how much I didn't yeah, like I remember. him. And, and uh, I was being told very specifically by Tokyo Swan that I was incorrect. And uh, I did it again. <laughs> Adam Scott, last guy. Yeah, your nay gained a ton with the putter. I don't really see it. Firm nay. Yeah, firm nay. All right. Let's bounce into the sevens. Before we do, though, I'm going to shift gears a little bit. And this is true. Honestly, not the biggest fan of preseason football, but if you are going to play, use what I'm about to say because our preseason DFS projections, there is a massive edge. Makajeski, Neil, Osmo, everyone is doing a fantastic job behind the scenes to get you ready for what is a scavenger hunt of who's going to play. We're giving them to you for only $5 for a limited time. Go get them. Use the link to claim your $5 preseason projections in the description below or use the promo code TUA, like the quarterback, T-U-A at checkout. It's a really good opportunity. Get some extra money before football, and I, there really is an edge. Loffy's doing the betting. Great team with preseason. I could never play it on my own. I know you couldn't either because it's just it's so much time that they save you. Uh, I just don't have the time. I don't mess with preseason at all, but if I were going to Matt Kajeski's, the amount of time that he puts it's in putting this together is staggering, staggering. He, you should, he's on top of it. I do college yeah. football with him. He digs into the stuff that I don't want to do, and that's why it's incredibly valuable. Simple as that. Mid-range, there's this is where, you know, 70-man field, the majority of the guys are in these next couple ranges, and the ownership starts to thin out a little bit we're seeing a lot of guys sub 10 percent now uh and it kicks off with billy ho you've got pga tour regulars henley and Harmon. cam davis is a name i have to ask you about but we'll open it up who do you see in the upper sevens that you think you're going to be uh pretty far overexposed to uh none of them as of this moment it's more of the lower sevens that i'm getting to and when it comes to this area i i'm not there's no confidence this is sort of just a function of lineup construction I need a little bit more salary given how heavy I am at the top of the salary tier. Normally, Billy Ho is a guy that is in a lot of the things that I'm doing. And I'm a little surprised that he's not showing up more because I think he's probably the second best golfer in this entire range. And it's just not playing out for me that way. I don't, Maybe it's the ownership in relationship to um, some of the other guys that aren't really pulling it at the bottom. I wouldn't fight anybody for wanting to play Billy Ho here. He he is the guy that stands out most to me in the top section of the sevens. Just has a little bit of everything across the board. And like I said, I mean, all right, who do you think the best golfer is in the seven case? Who do I think the best golfer? Not from a DFS perspective, obviously. Like just no, no, no. Yeah, in life. Golf. So yeah. I would say that it's. I would say this. I I would say it. It would have to be Billy Ho, but I think that Davis Riley ultimately could be the best because we just don't know. Okay, so I shouldn't say that it's uh, Killer Keith. No, he's not in any capacity. Okay. No. What about, okay. I'm stunned that you're not going to Cam Davis. Cam Davis, to me, checks 
every box that you could want. He is a machine at manufacturing birdies. The guy makes a couple doubles or worse in seemingly every tournament. Eighth, sixth, sixteenth, fourteenth, and thirteenth birdies. 19, 20, 22, 20, 20, and 18, and a handful of Eagles in most of those tournaments. How could you not like him in a non-cut? I think he's too hot right now, and it's going to drive him up a little bit further than I'd like him. In terms of popularity? Yeah, and we're not seeing it yet, but I think he would look, obviously he would look a little bit better if his salary were lower. That's the case for every single person that you could ever talk about here. But I think he's at a spot right now where people are going to see his recent results he's running about as hot as anybody down here maybe yeah i mean no no he probably probably is uh, that that sort of run 8 6 16 14 13 about is about as hot as you're going to get in this 7k range i tend to avoid the guys that are like screaming hot in recent results and that's not any different here give me the guys that have been real shit for like six weeks Probably playing Ricky if he was not eliminated. Uh, I I would tend to agree a lot more if there was the allure of a miscut for max punishment off some of these. Fair. But you're just Cam Davis. He scores so well that even if he doesn't play that well, I still think he's got a a higher floor than a lot of these guys if they don't bring their A game. If they play well, you want them. If they don't, I think Cam Davis has additional equity to bail you out more so than his his neighbors. Uh, Thiegel is also a pretty good answer for who's the best player in the sevens long-term. I think you could say that. I just don't really know what to do here. So how do you approach, like, like what do you do with Pendrith? Pendrith is another guy who's playing out of his mind, and you throw the putter away from last week. His form rivals Cam Davis. So I am getting a bit here, but he's already in, he's one of the three guys in this range that we have projected for double-digit ownership. So it's going to be tough for me in those situations, I either have to go sailing over that mark or I'm probably going to end up being light. Uh, just anytime you're going to get someone aggressively owned in this range and w- when we're getting into that double-digit exposure, it's usually just a sign that someone is uh, priced incorrectly and they're the type of guy that will show up a little bit more if you're running an optimizer. So I think Pendra stands out. Um, have him projected best of anybody in this range, but the ownership is already there. And he sort of fits that same sort of mold of guy that's been running really, really hot. So again, that's another spot that I'm just sort of skipping. It's, I mean, the three guys that are getting the ownership in this range, Henley at 10 and a half, Pendrith at 10 and a half, Mitchell at 11. These are three guys that I'm just not really getting to as much. Uh, it's just mostly an ownership decision for me. Yeah. Luckily for me, I don't really like them as much as their pivots. So it makes it easier. I do think at three max single entry, you're going to see these guys balloon north of 15% in a lot of them. Uh, and that's going to start to really impact as we get really low. I think you have really interesting GPP long, you know, large field tournament plays Maverick super putter. You've got guys like, Seamus, Mito's an iron specialist. You playing like garbage. Denny McCarthy is the best putter in the world. I don't think you can go crazy with these guys, but if you got over on all of them, it's not a massive allocation. Yeah, so I am over on Mito, and that is, let's just say he hasn't been playing very well. Uh, cut, 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 forty second or something like that. So not but the exactly irons came com- back. Fine, not exactly on a heater, but again, I'm cool with that. I want the guys that aren't being touched right now. That works for me. Uh, I'm getting to a little bit of Sheamus. Also, not exactly hot as of late, although before those two missed cuts, top 12, or T12, T25, T30. Uh, But the guy that I'm getting to most in this range, not that it makes me feel good, but it's Keegan Bradley. Um, Obviously wasn't great uh, most recently. I'm 2x the field here. Uh, Probably the best guy off the tee in the bottom sevens. And that's sort of what's driving everything that I'm doing. Uh, Mm -hmm. Off the tee work is the the main driver for me this week. Main driver. Get it? 
We all know a guy who only occasionally shaves for big occasions, and it's because that occasional shave really hurts. It's the time of year for big occasions, and yet there he is, suffering with that cheap drugstore razor. Let's help him out. Henson Shaving's line of razors, built with aerospace precision, deliver a smooth shave your dad, brother, and even son can enjoy, eventually. With replacement blades just 10 cents each, you'll buy it once, and they'll use it for life. How's that for the perfect gift? Celebrate with 100 free blades on your first purchase, and no subscription headaches. HensonShaving.com slash holiday i see what you did there i'm honestly a little surprised that you didn't get to shraka last week just given like how you're willing to accept some really sketchy recent form for maybe some long-term data and straka had long-term data his recent form was rendering him unplayable for me yeah i I did not get there is the type of guy though that sneaks into my stuff in like an aggressive manner don't worry we're about to talk pretty aggressively about a sea of 6k guys that are dog shit that are in everything that i'm doing yeah and we had that question from chad and it's obviously very noisy and debatable about like should hot recent form be viable how many rounds do you look at i don't think there's a set answer i think that the more you zoom out you have to first of all try to pair it with the course i think that's the most important thing some guys have been playing the Barbasol and the 3M and the Rocket Mortgage. Other guys are coming off majors and stuff at really difficult courses. It's just not the same. So if you get comparable courses and the form checks out, I think that's great. Uh, if they've got bad course, recent form, but they've been playing courses that have nothing to do with this, I think that's even better because it's a buy low spot and they're not playing as bad as it seems. Yeah, I uh, there's not like a, a cutoff for me where once I, I, I get to like, you know, 40 rounds or 60 rounds that I, I suddenly believe it. If I hear that there's like a specific change that someone made, it's like, oh, this guy, he went to, uh, you know, different putter style, which I, I don't really ever care about putting. But that's the type of thing where if there's an actionable point where that you could point to where he's like, this is where he made this change for the next 40 rounds that he played all of a sudden he's better. That's where like I might give him like a thumbs up or something in fantasy cruncher. But generally speaking, long-term data is going to rule the roost for me. That's going to make up like 80% of what I'm doing. Yeah. And the tough thing about PGA, do you know how many times that happens, but we never hear about it? Guys make changes, guys do something and you you're not quantifying it because A, it's unquantifiable and B, we don't even know. So it's really hard to to hone in and I think sometimes when you do hear about it, we weigh it too much because we think that they're the only ones who made a change and it might be the only one we heard about. Uh, but let's get, uh, ag- I mean, it's not even that egregious because these guys got to be pretty good. They're here, but the 6K range is, you know, maybe 25 guys. Norin was dead on arrival last week. HV3, Bez, Straka, Grio, other people. What are you doing here? Okay, so I want to, First and foremost, state, no one should listen to me for everything Smart. that I'm about I'm about to say. These are terrible. No, nah, I can't say terrible. These are guys that uh, you shouldn't be like confident in in any form or they'd be more expensive than they are. Based on the way that I'm building my lineups at the top, I am getting to a lot of this range. The fact that it's a no cut. We're going to see a bunch of these guys be very, very relevant for this week. Yeah, so I tend to take an all or nothing approach to the 6Ks. I'm either aggressive on who I have or you're probably not showing up at all. I don't want to have, so you said there's how many guys in this range? Maybe like 25. 29, 29 guys in the sixes. I don't want to have like 15 of them where they're in two of my 150 and I just have this sea of like, 1.3% own guys. I don't think that helps me at all. So I, when I run my first crunch and I take a look at the lineups that get sorted down to my 150, anybody that's showing up in 3% of my lineups or less, I remove from my player pool and then rerun with everybody that was in it so that I get a better concentration. So that when Norin, for example, goes and has a big day, it's, I don't just have 5% of them and think like, Oh, great. I doubled the field. I have 20% of him. I am willing to put a lot of my eggs in one basket down here or multiple baskets because I want to try and catch those, let's say, two guys from this range that end up getting into the top 10 and being massive plays at this salary. 
I get it. Certainly, Ugh. if you're going aggressive up top, you're going to have the luxury of being able to have more than one of these guys in that lineup. Not that that's a good thing, but it does equate for more exposure to them. Uh, it's not just like, okay, I only need one. The other part, naturally, in a normal event, like flat six is almost unplayable. But here, I assume that you're going to have guys in the, covering the entire 6K range from guys at the top to someone in the Trey Mullinax neighborhood who is going to be really popular relative to a 6K golfer. Yes, I have. <laughs> I go from the top to the bottom um, from 6,900 straight to 6K. Do we want to just start tossing out names of who I have the most at this moment? Well, we'll give a shout out uh, to awesome old member Mikey B. 17 months. Love to see that. You know about my man. Giving some love to Grio, I believe. Even though that doesn't preclude him, he is the only Argentinian left. Even if he was, uh, I might choose uh, Angel Cabrera, who I believe is in prison, but he was also Argentinian. He killed somebody, right? I don't know what he did. It, it wasn't good, and I think that he's awaiting extradition from, I want to say Chile. And that seems not good, because if you're, spoiler alert, if you're in the prison in the Andes, that seems god awful at that elevation i'm I'm pretty sure it wasn't just a vape cartridge in his carry-on no no he didn't confirmed not that uh the duck i think is is permanently banned from the masters maybe he'll go to live they probably would take him but yeah they definitely like his uh lifestyle choices <laughs> where are you go- start throwing names out go ahead because we've got 10 All minutes right. left we've got a bunch of names here how do you prioritize the sixes I'm just going to work my way down for there's one, two, three, four names that I definitely have to say that I'm aggressive on. And then there's a couple others that I'm like, I would be aggressive to other people, but my aggression makes it seem less. What are you doing with Norin this week after last week? I'm willing to go back. So the interesting thing is it's more a decision of like, why is HV3? It's early, but why is he garnering? Who's playing Varner? I thought Varner would be down there around Noren's ownership. If that's the case, I have to go to Noren. I'm I'm going to Varner as well, but I'm going to significantly more Noren. This is a spot where I don't exactly care too much off the tee, but uh, hoping that he can get me there in the approach game. Hasn't been good as of late coming off that WD, but was second in his previous event. So I'll take the second and not the withdrawal. So Norin's my first guy up of garbage at the bottom. You are tentative? Yeah, I'm ten- yeah, tentative. That's right. I mean, I honestly, I know I joke around about Grio. I think Grio sets up really well. So he's part of the list of guys that I, like I got 12% Grio right now. So he's part of the list of guys that I am getting to, but it's not as extreme as some of these other idiots. How about this one? Brendan Steele. Big Didn't time I- off the tee. You really it's are weighing mold. off the tay. I am. I am. So what do you is part of this because you're pivoting off Molinax, who is clearly overowned? He makes sense, but he's clearly way too popular. He's in none of my lineups. I don't think there's a lot of utility in going to him if he's gonna pull double digit ownership in the sixes. Like that's just he's not that likely to beat everybody else. Yeah. I, I mean it's it's tough because obviously Molinax does some things that I like, he could really score, but he's just, there's no doubt that the pivots, uh, which are a lot of them, I, I would rather make them. What are you doing with Leishman? I have none. Uh, well, I have one, so I have none for all intents and purposes. Okay. Has not been good as of late, that's for sure. No, no, he, he needs to go to live. Uh, Don't we all? All right, let me ask you this. Because you you obviously are pumping up off the tee. When Go I look ahead. at off the tee metrics, Luke List at flat min uh, would be the guy who stands out. Now, he has got clearly deficiencies in the short game. His putter has been broken. It's not working right now. Yeah, But his off the tee game has got to be the strongest of, of the very low guys, right? I'm in double digits on Luke List. And yes, his off the tee game is unquestionably the best in the 6Ks, right? Like not even close. Yeah, I would say so. Yeah, I mean, if 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 the 
If the round was only scored by guys hitting off the tee, Luke List's top 10 odds would be really high. <laughs> this is true. Do you... So I am, yes, I I will have multiples of list. Do you look, because as we kind of get into the last topic here, and certainly if there's players we didn't get to, we'll see how ownership matures. Me and Jeff Ulrich tomorrow night, live before lock, breaking down, answering your questions, whatever else you guys want to talk about. We'll get a little egregious. I want to ask you this, though. You obviously have a formula of what you're doing. Will you have lineups that are, even though I know you say, and you're right, like it's not as predictive, Will you have lineups that are like Mackenzie Hughes, Lucas A. Bear, uh, Bez, guys that are like around the green and putting specialists and say, I'm going to group them together, pair them with, you know, elite players off the top who don't have skill sets because they do everything well. Or do you say, I'm not going to waste shares on guys that I just actively don't like? I will. Like those guys can sneak into things, but uh, I don't, I won't go into it with any sort of plan like that. Okay. That's fair. I, like Kisner's another one. Yeah, I I think that there is some merit to not Troy merit. See what I did there. But some <laughs> merit to grouping some of these guys that don't do the same thing well together and hope that maybe this course off the tee is irrelevant. Maybe it's a wash. Maybe you can't separate. And then if I knew that guys like Kisner would get a huge boost. Uh, I don't think that's going to be the case for the record, but I'm willing to say if I'm going to be wrong, let me be wrong in four of my six uh, spots together rather than being wrong on one guy in so many different lineups no there's there's definitely that like that that thought process makes sense to sort of like i don't want to say zig when everybody else zags because it's not like everybody's just out there saying i want to get everybody that's great off the tee but putting together uh if this is a like what is the best lineup that you could put together if you're just looking at around the green and putting and seeing how you could after you take your first two guys at the top that are inevitably getting ownership how do you differentiate at the bottom and create a theme that's a a very reasonable in my opinion way to put together a lineup for me every the way that i just have everything automated i'll never see it like that but if i were trying to build for like a three max i I think there's a lot of value in crafting that lineup around a skill set and that's really what I do. I don't max center. I build a lot more for, you know, a specific like three max and like that. And I really would advocate my last question for you before we get out of here, we will bring you back soon, hopefully. And we'll be talking all sorts of other sports. But do you play cash in something like this? I don't. Okay. I don't either. I'm a, not a great cash player to begin with. But I was just wondering, like, if that's something you like to explore with non-cuts or small fields. It's something I want to play more. It all, it, it just really comes down to time. And I don't really want to prep two separate things more often than not. It's different in golf because you're not under the gun for anything. Uh, it's, you know, you can do all of that prep for the most part the day before, barring uh, whatever idiot is going to get uh, yanked out of the tournament at 6.01 or 5.59, whatever time you can save yourself. Yeah. But I, I don't mess with it all that much. And for me, that's another thing where... I would basically just be running my optimals, grabbing like a hundred of them and figuring out which one has like the highest ownership is basically going to just end up being whatever my cash lineup is. Fair enough. Friends. It's been real. BMW championship, 69 golfers up 69 golfers. And we covered most of the field. Again, if you've got questions at Josh Engelman at jazz Raz DFS, I don't know if you tweet Josh, if he would even respond, but try it and yeah. find out. I don't know what you do. Um, you you a good responder on Twitter? Probably not. Maybe. No, never, never. Never. So try it. I mean, it depends what out. the question depends what the question is. Like, if it's a one v one, then I'll never see it. Of course. Yeah. <laughs> you'll then, probably get. Muted. You'll probably be blocked or muted yeah. into into the ether. I'm a I'm a muter. I'm a muter as well. Uh, on that note, friends, as always, you guys have been with us all year. You know, I really appreciate it. It's a fun show. I love doing it each and every week. If you want to support us. Hit that like button on your way out and make sure hop on this channel. We're going to be at 80,000 subs uh, with football coming up. And that is a lot of people join this community. But for me, for Josh, for Mr. Xander behind the glass, thank you everyone for hanging out with us. Good luck. Enjoy the BMW championship. And we will talk to you guys tomorrow night. 
We all know a guy who only occasionally shaves for big occasions, and it's because that occasional shave really hurts. It's the time of year for big occasions, and yet there he is, suffering with that cheap drugstore razor. Let's help him out. Henson Shaving's line of razors, built with aerospace precision, deliver a smooth shave your dad, brother, and even son can enjoy, eventually. With replacement blades just 10 cents each, you'll buy it once, and they'll use it for life. How's that for the perfect gift? Celebrate with 100 free blades on your first purchase, and no subscription headaches. HensonShaving.com slash holiday looking for a fun way to win up to 25 times your money this football season test your skills on prize picks the most exciting way to play daily fantasy sports just select two or more players pick more or less on their projection for a wide variety of statistics and place your entry it's as easy as that if you have the skills you can turn ten dollars into 250 dollars with just a few taps Easy gameplay, quick withdrawals, and an enormous selection of players and stat options are what make Prize Picks the number one daily fantasy sports app. Ready to test your skills? Join the Prize Picks community of more than 7 million football fans who have already signed up. Right now, Prize Picks will match your first deposit up to $100. Just visit prizepicks.com/get100 and use code GET100. That's code GET100 at prizepicks.com slash get100 for a first deposit matchup to $100. Prize Picks, daily fantasy sports made easy.